The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Welcome back to Meaningful Living Podcast. I'm Haley Hubbard here with my co-host, Jess Diamond. And this week, we have Katie Kelly, our nanny, back to answer all your questions. We tackle how to handle screaming, sharing, and lying, how to find the right nanny or babysitter for your family, products, and how to communicate in a way that sets all parties up for success. And stick around till the end of the episode today because we talk Katie's favorite products and we get really real talking about how we've come to have the best working and personal relationship with Katie and what she always does to empower me to be the best mom I can be. We were glued to the conversation as always with her and know you will too. And while listening to the episode, if you enjoy it and find it helpful, we'd love if you'd share it to your Instagram stories and tag us or tell a friend or leave a review. It's the reviews from all of you that encourage other listeners to listen. And we really want to share knowledge and real life experience with all that we can. It takes a village and we're so grateful for you in this community. Now let's get all of your questions answered with Katie. All right. Well, Katie, welcome back again to Meaningful Living. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Thank you for being here. And I just loved the last episode so much and found it so interesting. And I felt like I was just glued to the screen the whole time listening to all your answers. And so we still have a lot more questions to cover. So I'll just get started. Um, Can't wait. The first one is really important. I think you all should listen to this. It is, do you ever get free concert tickets? <laughs> do I ever get free concert tickets? That is a great question. Um, of course I do. I am their FGL's number one hype girl. You can see me in the crowd uh, teaching Tyler all of his dance moves. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I can always hear you like from backstage. <laughs> Literally at the last <laughs> show they were at, I have like a very distinct scream that I do, you know, for the guys. <laughs> I texted, I texted them at the end. I said, did you guys hear me? And they both were like, Haley and Tyler were both like, actually, yes. And I was so far back, not because they got me bad tickets, but because I was with all my friends. But, um, I was so far back and they could hear me from miles away. So of course I go. Uh, nothing makes me happier than to see you <laughs> in the crowd. Uh, I love it. The next one is, does she have a room at your house? And I wish you did. <laughs> Sorry, I just answered your question sometimes, for you. Sometimes I wish I did. I never would have to leave. Uh, man, that would be great. But, no, but I, know I do that, not have a room at their house. Some, yeah. I mean, if, if they're traveling, I will stay in the guest room. But that's yeah. about it. We need you to have a life too. I don't want to burn you out. I tell them all the time that I wouldn't mind if they just got a little camper and put it in their backyard though. Like that would be enough space for me. So anytime. <laughs> and and Katie's like, I know you say it like kind of kidding, but but we're actually No, I'm hundred percent serious. I'm one hundred percent serious. Okay. How, how can we figure out how to do this? <laughs> um, okay, but but to get to all the kiddo questions, this one says, How do I stop my two year old from screaming? If he doesn't get his way, he just screams. Help. 
No, he doesn't scream help, but someone said help. (laughs) (laughs) Help! Um, This is such a relevant question for the the life we are living right now because Luca is in his screaming phase and he's two. In another episode we did where we talked about tantrums, I talked about, you know, like getting on their level, reiterating what they want. If he's screaming because he's throwing a tantrum, that's one thing where you can get down, make eye contact repeat over and over and over what they want and what they're screaming about until they start to calm down and then go into explaining why they can't have it at that time and find an alternative. If you didn't listen to that episode, definitely go listen. If they're just screaming because they like to scream, which is Luca's case, I say designate a scream safe area, like a scream zone. We're not going to scream in here. We're not going to let you scream in here, but you can go in here. This is where we can scream, whether that's outside or in their bedroom Wherever you don't mind them screaming, make that their scream zone. They can go scream in that room or in a pillow. Like that's always a great, you can scream as loud as you want into this pillow and kids think it's so fun. And they, you know, have a great time doing that one. It's always, always a kick, but yeah, definitely just designating a scream safe place with Luca right now. It's the second he screams, we're walking him out of the room. We're not going to scream in here. You can scream over here. You can scream so that they, you know, they pick up really quickly. It's so hard too, but like not laughing at it, right? Like the, mm-hmm. if we, if we react, they react more. So sometimes I'm like, when he does something, you know, when Bryce does something, I'm like, oh, it's so easy to react in this moment. And then he's just going to keep doing it. So I am going to adopt that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Katie did that to, uh, Olivia, we were in Sun Valley at Christmas time and she just kind of had one of those moments where you're like, you know, I think she got overwhelmed because of something, but she just started crying. And it was just this like big moment of kind of a scream cry. <laughs> and yeah, just frustration. Just, yeah. She quietly like took her to the other room. And I walked in and I was kind of like peeking around the corner and they were screaming into the pillow. And it took two seconds before she was just like laughing, you know, that, that cry that turns into a laugh, like, <laughs> it's just yeah. like so sweet. Yeah. It it's a great one. It's a great one too, for those really, really big feelings that they don't know how to express and they just want to scream because they are overwhelmed or overtired or anything. Like, I know you want to scream right now. I understand. Scream in this pillow, scream as loud as you can. Let me hear how loud you can scream in this pillow. That's so good. This one's also very applicable to what we're going through right now, but how do you handle disagreements with two kids? Yeah. So this always just depends on what's causing the problem. If it's, you know, a new toy that they're both wanting to use, there's a couple options. We always use a turn timer. And I know we've talked about that on a different episode, but setting a little timer for three minutes, each person gets three minutes with the toy. When the timer goes off, you nicely exchange the toy and you go do something else for the three minutes. And the kids get super excited about that. Anytime they're arguing over something, they're already like, can you set a timer? Can we do a timer? Which is great. Another option is just if if it won't stop, if they're still bickering about it, even after that, I'm, I always remove the object first. I say, okay, listen, we're not, we're not playing nicely with this. So this has to go. No one's going to play with it anymore. I'm going to take it somewhere else. We could play with something else. Um, or if it's more of just a down and out battle between two kids, I separate them and have them play separately. If you guys can't play friendly together, then we can't play. We need to keep both of you safe. So we're going to go play with different toys. You can play with this over here. You can play with this over here. Yeah, that's definitely that has been working a lot lately. 
I am loving this conversation, but let's just take a quick pause to talk about our sponsor, Babbel. We're so excited that this episode is brought to you by Babbel because they're an amazing company that's making learning a new language so easy for you and your kids. Really, how many times have you dreamt about learning a new language and being able to travel and speak the language? Or have wanted your kids to learn a new language while they're so young and like sponges? Babbel is so the solution and we're obsessed with it. So we're traveling to Italy this summer and in preparation, we've actually been using Babbel. And now at night, instead of story time, Tyler, Liv, and I do a Babbel lesson and I'm happy to report we've actually been learning Italian with the accent and all. Once we did the first lesson on Babbel, it was so obvious why they have the number one language learning app. The lessons are short, 15 minutes long, and they're engaging and so addictively fun and easy for all of us. Watching Tyler and Liv learn Italian has been one of the sweetest things and is getting us so excited for our trip, but also making me realize how much we need to keep doing it because it's so easy and educational. And our kids pick up on a new language so easily. You can choose between 14 different languages and they have the coolest speech recognition technology to help pronunciation and accent because no matter how explicitly a word is spelled out, we're never fully confident on how to say it. Join us in learning a new language. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code FULL, F-U-L-L. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com code FULL for an extra three months. Now let's get back to our conversation. This next one, also very applicable. Wow. This says, how do I deal with a three-year-old toddler who doesn't listen and lies? <laughs> this is a great one. <laughs> um, another thing, I I don't, I think we talked about this before, but the positivity jar and just really rewarding positive behaviors and encouraging positive behaviors. You want to constantly model and tell your child, this is what, I want to tell you what to do, not what not to do. So just constantly encouraging positive behaviors through that. So instead of, you know, I know we've talked about instead of throwing your food on the floor, we say our food stays on the tray, stuff like that, where it's a positive association. But then we do a positivity jar, which can be like a marble jar or pom-poms, a jar that you fill up with whatever little knickknacks that your kid likes. And you write out the behaviors you want them to do that will earn them a marble or a pom-pom. So things like listening on the first time, listening on the first time, that was the biggest game changer with Liv was when we started doing her little marble jar for listening on the first time was one of her things. She knew it and she would say it. As soon as you asked her to do something, she would go, I listened on the first time and go do it. So <laughs> something that Allison Latona said to us that on a previous episode was like, catch them in the act of doing what you want them to do. So like sometimes we're so fast to react to kind of, you know, find them when they're doing what we don't want them to do, but catching them doing what we want them to do and really rewarding that. That's fantastic. Exactly. There's um, The Happiest Toddler on the Block by Dr. Carp. I love that book. And there's a part in there where he talks about time-ins instead of time-outs. So if you see your kid doing something that you're really proud of them for, you can go reward them by spending, you know, five minutes sitting on the floor and playing with them while they do it. You know, if they're playing independently super well and you're proud, you can reward them by, hey, you did so good playing by yourself over here. I'm going to come and sit with you and play for a couple minutes. And it's just like a great positive reward in that moment. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You added some great things on the list when you first initiated the the pom-pom jar, the marble jar, whatever. It was like, listen on the first time. 
being nice to your siblings and um, taking your plate to the sink and then using manners on the first time without us having to ask you to use your manners instead of saying like, can I have this? Just And then us saying, okay, use your manners. And then she Mm -hmm. says, please, like just saying it on the first time. That was so good. What do you do about when they're not telling the truth? Because I know you've you've gotten a couple good books for Olivia Mm -hmm. um, that have helped. And I know we can both tell when she's lying. (laughs) It's always these little lies, but she kind of looks at us and and smiles or like doesn't look at us and and, and avoids. (laughs) She does her side eye. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any tricks for, for that? So with lying, it's so hard because it's really, it is a hard concept to explain to kids, like the truth and a lie and why it matters. And it's just one of those things that there's so many different aspects to it. So it is kind of hard to teach sometimes. But what I have found is I always explain to Liv, if I, if I know, if I ask her a question and I know she's toying between telling me the truth or not, I always tell her, the trouble you're going to get in for telling the truth is going to be very different from the trouble you're going to get in for telling a lie. Or you're not going to get in trouble for telling the truth. You are going to get in trouble for telling a lie. Right. Uh, just kind of depends what they're lying about. But <laughs> for the like, most part, the things kids lie about are not something that they would get in trouble for anyway. So it's right. it's kind of silly. But I just try to reiterate that as much as I can. Or, so, or like when Liv drew on the wall the other day. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I said, Luca, we didn't. none of us knew who did it. Um, we had a good idea happened. based on the artistic style. <laughs> yes, Olivia. Well, yes, she has a, a specific style she likes to draw. And it, it was on the weekend. So Katie, you weren't there. <laughs> this is very much my fault. But I looked at Luca and I said, Luca, did you draw on the wall right outside your room? And he nodded. He just looked at me and nodded <laughs> like, yes. I'm like, there's no way he did this. And then I asked Liv and she was like, nope, nope. And just like Luca that kind of nervous. And then we kind of did that same thing that you've taught us. Like, okay, please just tell us. We won't be mad if you tell us. But if we find out later through the cameras that (laughs) you did it, even though there's not a camera right there, that you did it, then, you know, you're going to be in bigger trouble. And she was like, well, I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for telling us, you know, encouraging that. But it was kind of funny that Luca just owned up to it, even though he didn't do it. Yeah. Live by fall. Liv, I feel your pain. When I was little, I did that. I took a stamp across right at her age, like, and I was just decorating the walls for my parents. <laughs> oh, like my a stamp. But something that someone told me that just stuck with me about lying, and I just love it so much, is like, say to them, as opposed to like calling it a lie sometimes, sometimes they're just like exploring. And so say something like, oh, you really wish that that's what would happen, or you really wished this was the outcome. Like, I, you know, and so it's like, giving them the words of like, you know, that it's not the truth, but giving them those words. Yeah. That, that's, I love that actually. This next question says, what should we leave for a, a sitter or a nanny that comes to the house? And like, what information do you actually want? This is a good question. Basic, obviously basic emergency info, medical info, anything I need to do if there's a problem and I can't get a hold of you, who should I call? Where do I need to take the kids? If there's an emergency, all of that. But then also when it comes to the kids, I want you to give me enough detail so I am mirroring you so that if you leave, I am not ruining everything you've worked towards or everything you've done. You know, tell me enough about their bedtime routine or what you do allow and what you don't allow. Be really clear on that stuff because 
so often, you know, if I go into babysit somewhere, I have no idea what they do. And I have no idea if I'm supposed to rock this kid to sleep or put them straight to sleep. And I, you might have been working for weeks on getting them to fall asleep on their own. And then you come home and I'm holding them on my chest and they're asleep. And I'm just like, here's your baby back, (laughs) you know? So just give enough detail so that I can be as much of a replacement as I can be for you when you're gone. Well, let's just take a break to tell you about our new favorite hair care routine from Pros. We are so excited Pros is sponsoring the show because we didn't know what our hair was missing until we started Pros. It's actually transformed our hair. It's hard to describe how great Pros is because I almost feel like I have new hair since starting it. My hair is no longer dull and dry, but now shinier and fuller and softer. It's pretty incredible. Here's why Pros is amazing. They know and their products are based on the idea that there's no one size fits all when it comes to hair care. Jess and I have such different hair and therefore need different ingredients in our hair care. So they make custom hair care completely personalized for you. You start by filling out this personalized quiz that doesn't take long, but it's so thorough to identify what your hair texture is like and how your lifestyle is affecting your hair, like your diet and exercise routine and where you live, etc. We've learned that there are a ton of environmental factors that were affecting our hair that we never knew about. They then analyze those results to create a personalized hair care routine just for you. Your name even comes on the bottle. It's that personalized. It's so effective because it's so custom. We also love the company and their mission. They are an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty, and all the ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. If you could see our hair and touch it, you would purchase Pros. There's nothing not to love about Pros. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash full. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash full for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. All right. We're going to segue into some other questions about products and nannying, caregiving and all that stuff. And this is actually one of my favorite questions because I think so many times we really want to find great nannies and caregivers, but we don't know, do we go through an agency or how do we find them? So how did you find the Hubbards or how did the Hubbards find you? Yeah. So the Hubbards went through an agency, which is what I always recommend for professional nannies. Like I will only ever work through agencies or at this point, word of mouth where, you know, it's one of Haley's friends that I know and trust, but agencies I think are your safest bet. For the nanny, you don't have to pay anything to use an agency. They do a background check on you. They make sure you have all your qualifications, certifications, everything you need to apply for jobs. And then they pair you with jobs they think you would match with, or you send in applications if you see a job that interests you. For the parents, you will pay a fee to find the nanny, but they also come with like a, you know, like a 90 day. If this doesn't work, we can get you someone else. We'll replace them. If you can't find someone else, you'll get your money back. So it's kind of the safest bet to make sure you're getting someone who is a vetted quality candidate. So yeah, with the Hubbards, they used an agency in Nashville, Nanny Council, and I saw the position and I applied and I didn't know it was for them at first. Like they don't tell you, you know, (laughs) I didn't know much about Florida Georgia line. I'm going to be honest. I knew their music, (laughs) but I did not even know like the guy's name. So I think it was their assistant who I talked to first. And she was like, I'm just going to tell you it's um, for the Hubbards. And I said, okay. (laughs) She goes, 
Florida Georgia line. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> it was just so funny. And then I went and interviewed with them and they basically offered me the job on the spot, but they didn't, but it was really sweet. They were like, can you just stay? You don't have to leave right now. And then the next day I was in Target and the uh, agency owner messaged me and said, hey, check your email. And I saw their offer. It was very sweet. We Aww. got so lucky. I, I like can't even begin to tell you guys. We're so grateful for you, Katie. But yeah, it, it's it's not easy to find someone that you connect so well with. And so it might take a couple tries for people. We just happen to get really lucky on the first try. Yeah. And so, you know, it might not be a good fit for the nanny or or the family. And that's okay. It's not, it's not bad. It just might be like not a personality fit or or whatever, scheduling. Yeah. That's what I said to Haley too once we were talking about, you know, we're such a good fit and we're a great match. And I'm like, you know, they'll they'll sit there and be like, Oh, you're you're so amazing. How would anyone not want you? And I'm like, I have worked for families where I'm like, you hate me and I can tell. <laughs> like I know that we do not mesh and our styles are completely different. And then the same where I've worked for families where I'm like, this is awful and I am doing this, getting this paycheck until I find something else, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not for a nanny too, I always say like, do not take it personally if it doesn't work out with a family or for the family, do not take it personally if it doesn't work out with a nanny. That does not mean there's something wrong with you as a nanny or something wrong with the family. It very much has to be the right fit in every aspect. Similar parenting styles, similar personalities, all of that, similar, you know, everything. And it goes both ways, right? Like the nanny and the family, you, you want it to be reciprocal. Like you want exactly. it to be positive. So that's, that's fantastic. Actually, Katie, I vividly remember meeting you for the first time and I thought they hit the jackpot. This girl <laughs> is just so fantastic. Oh, thank you. So how do you prevent yourself from nanny burnout? This is a good question. So obviously the, our job, there is a lot of travel and a lot of stuff like that. Um, I do feel like I also in this sense hit the jackpot with a family that is so conscious of mental health and making sure everybody's taken care of. And there has never been a time where I haven't gone to them about something. If I am exhausted or if I'm feeling a certain way, there's never been a time where they, especially if I've gotten to a breaking point, they are always like, I wish you would have told me. Like, why didn't you say something earlier? We could have fixed this earlier. And it took a few times of me like figuring out that line to where I know like I can go to Haley or Tyler, either one, and just say like, hey, I'm I'm feeling like this right now. And they are both so like, okay, let's let's get the help you need. Let's figure out what we can do. So I think just learning that one, communicating with your family. After our very first trip, we sat down and talked about what worked, what didn't work, what we need in the future to make it work, which I think keeping that open line of communication is huge. But it is really easy as a nanny to always say yes and to forget that you do have to worry about yourself sometimes because you just want to make sure everybody else is happy. And I feel like they have been extremely helpful in helping me figure out, you know, how to set boundaries and that it's okay to set those boundaries and that it is my responsibility to hold up my boundaries. You know, I can't be upset about something about working late if I didn't let them know that, hey, I I have to go home at this time, you know, like learning how to set those limits for myself have made a huge difference. Yeah. And like you said, the communication when you, after we did our first trip and you actually said, Hey, let's talk about what worked and what didn't. I was like, I love this girl because <laughs> like, sometimes we get so busy in our routines or, you know, your, your parents and you're working and, and you just oftentimes don't have time to think about it or, or aren't as thoughtful about it. And so the fact that you made that, you took that initiative and came to us and said, Hey, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. 
and figure out what worked and what didn't. It was so awesome because we we could just refine how we do things. And I feel like mm-hmm. we, we constantly do that just because I always want long-term relationships in whatever I do. And and so especially people that we care about like you and and people that mean so much to us. And so we want to make things work. And I think yeah. that, that that is such a key component in making that happen. So yeah. we loved that. Let's take a break from these questions to talk about today's sponsor, Element. If you haven't heard me talk about Element, you need to hear about them. They are a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. I can't tell you how many clients and listeners have asked me for an electrolyte drink recommendation. And before Element, I didn't have a product I trusted. I found Element through my own research when I was breastfeeding because I knew I nutritionally needed more electrolytes. I fell in love with the product then and I've been using and recommending Element ever since. What I love about Element is it has a science-based electrolyte ratio of sodium, potassium, and magnesium without any coloring or artificial ingredients or sugar. And it comes in this grab-and-go pack that you can add to water or any drink of your choice. Not getting adequate hydration and electrolytes can cause symptoms such as headaches and cramps, fatigue, and weakness, which are so common in motherhood. So it's so important that we take care of ourselves, but sometimes feels impossible to stay hydrated with the schedule and overall mental load of motherhood. Element makes it so easy. It tastes great and is so effective. It's made me feel so much better. Get your free drink element sample pack. Drink Element is a healthy alternative to sugary electrolyte drinks. Each grab-and-go stick pack replaces essential electrolytes with no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, or any other junk in it. I drink Element every day to support my needs in motherhood and everything that I've gone through. And my favorite flavor right now is the chocolate. I add it to my morning latte and it tastes so good. As a member of our community, Element has a very special offer for you. Claim your free Element sample pack. You only have to cover the cost of shipping. Get yours here. Drinkelement.com slash living. That's drinklmnt.com, L-I-V-I-N-G. Now let's get back to Katie. I think this is actually a perfect segue then to one of our last questions about this, which is how do you separate your friendship with them between your friendship and your professional relationship with them? This is another really good question. And it's honestly... It is hard sometimes because I get along so well with them. I feel like at this point, they are my siblings. Like, I feel like I can pick on Tyler and like, I can be sarcastic or like talk about anything with Haley and all of that. So it is hard sometimes when obviously I am such a big part of their life and they're such a big part of my life to, you know, balance out. It's still a working relationship. There's still lines that can't be crossed, all of that. So I do try to remember, like, I am the employee over everything, even though I love them and they love me. There are conditions when you are an employee, you know what I mean? Um, So most of the time it's, if we're ever, if there's ever an issue that I feel like is becoming a bigger issue, I think to myself, like, is this worth our friendship suffering? Is this worth, if I were to leave on a bad term, like, is that, I, and I don't mean this to sound harsh, but this is like how I think about it. I'm like, would I be okay losing them forever? No, at this point I wouldn't, they are my family. So it makes it so I think we all put in the work so much more because we want it to work as long as possible because I want the, even if I'm not working for them anymore, I want these relationships with them and their kids to continue forever. I mean, they are they are the best humans. Even when I ask you these questions and I refer to them as the Hubbards, I'm like, who, who are the Hubbards? It's Haley <laughs> yeah. and Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. So, you as the nanny, how do you feel like you're not overstepping or not stepping in enough? How do you balance that with the family you're working with? 
Yeah. So this is definitely something that took a while to learn because I feel like when you're a young nanny, you don't understand those roles fully. And it's so hard because you feel like when you come in, you're such a big part of these kids' lives and you care about them like they are your own kids, but you do have to learn that they are not your kids. That is something that I had to learn the hard way a few times where if a job didn't work out and now I'm not a part of these kids' lives, I mean, that does feel like a big loss, but I'm also like, okay, well, they're, they're not my kids. The hardest part of being a nanny is figuring out how to toe that line between being as much of a a sous parent, (laughs) like a sous chef, you know, like someone who I can step in for Haley. If Haley is gone, like these kids know they could come to me for anything and I am there and they are safe, all of that. But then also knowing when Haley is back, like you are the mom, these are your kids. This is your time with the kids. So my big thing is one, communicate everything. Just, we always talk about, I mean, if, if her and Tyler are in the room and I have stuff to do, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to head upstairs and go get a couple things done. If you guys are cool, you know, let them have that family time, let them have time together. I know that, you know, they'll let me know if they're ready for me to jump back in and just observing when you start a job, observing that dynamic and figuring it out is one of the best ways to do that. And then asking, do you want me to be in here right now? Do you want me to help you out? while you do this? Do you want me to join in on this dance party you guys are having? Or can I go do something else? (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things that you never want. I'm very, I try to be very, very aware of never making a parent feel insecure about having help. That is something that I am very sensitive to because I know how important my role is for them, but then I also know how important their role is in their kids' lives, you know? Yeah. You handle that balance and the dynamic so well. And I, I just love the way that you love our kids and that you're confident in how much you love them and and your abilities and that it's not a competition between us because, you know, as a mom or, or parent, I want to be the one to give them those special things or be there for those special moments. Even if it's just waking them up in the morning, I want to be the first one that they see. So, you know, like when we're traveling, Katie does such a good job of like, you know, we get that morning time and and we get to wake them up unless we can't be there for some reason. But it's those little things that go such a long way because there's a lot of times that working parents can't be there. And so when we can be there, I want to be that one that's that's the mom. And and Katie just does such a good job of of walking that line and and navigating that. But Haley, so much of that is is you guys too, right? Like Katie is so emotionally competent and smart and intelligent with that. And, but you and Tyler also make her feel so comfortable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so she knows she has a job and she knows that she's valued and she feels so comfortable being around you that it's not like she's fearing for her job or like, there's like this rug is going to be pulled out that this conversation can go both ways, that it really is a relationship. Totally. I'm going to say too, Katie, you made me choke up a little bit because we had someone helping us with Bryce for so long. And uh, when I was diagnosed and with the pandemic, she couldn't work for us anymore. I was just too immunocompromised for anyone else to be in the house. And it's like, Bryce asks about her all the time and she's still so present in his Aww. life, you know, and gets some birthday stuff. So oh my don't gosh, know why that's that so awesome. No, you're going to make me sad. I don't know. It's so funny. Like why? But <laughs> it is the best relationship. You know, it's a special mm-hmm. one. It's okay. such a special relationship. And and so, whew, 
All right, let's wrap up with products because you have always the best product suggestions. And I think as parents, that's we need to always know what we need. So let's do top three baby products. Okay. So since I was only allowed to pick three, which is hard because I could talk for years about baby products. Um, my top three, they're kind of random, but they are just things that if you have a newborn, like these are the three things that I would say just to get, you know, just have them. The first is the Aiden and Anais burpee bibs. I don't know if you know what these are, but if you have a big spitter, they're the best bib. They're really big like, and they connect behind their back. So it is like a full circle of bib that they can wear around their body. And if you have a baby that spits, I mean, they are the best thing in the entire world. I love them so much. Second is the Miracle Swaddle. It is my favorite swaddle. I've used eight. Fantastic. I've used 8 million billion swaddles and the Miracle Swaddle is my tried and true. Like that thing holds those arms down. They're so secure. It's going to take a lot to bust out of that. And then last is so random, but the baby bum diaper spatula, <laughs> like it's to put the diaper cream on. And let me tell you, if you've ever had diaper cream on your fingers, you know, it is like the thickest, most disgusting thing to try to wipe off, not to mention you're touching a baby's butt. So if you have that diaper spatula, it is like the greatest, it, whoever invented it is a genius and I love them forever. It is the best. I didn't realize what it was for a little while. And then I saw, was this when Olivia was born? Haley kept putting it in the kitchen stuff, like the kid's kitchen. I was like, why does this keep ending up in here? What is this? And I kept using my finger and then I'm like, oh, I had to have a wipe ready to wipe it off. And then Katie, I just saw her one day like, like wiping it on. And then, and then she wiped off the diaper cream in the diaper that she was about to put on. And I was like, well, that's genius too. <laughs> like, why haven't I thought of this? So funny. So now toddlers, what are the top three things we need for toddlers? Okay. My top three for toddlers. The first is a little potty, a small potty. If you have a toddler, get a small potty, get multiple of them, but definitely keep one in your car. So like the baby Bjorn potties, it's so simple. It's just a little tiny toilet. Uh, having those for on the go is a game changer. One, because it's so gross to take your kid into a public bathroom that you don't necessarily trust. I mean, if it is not a target bathroom, I don't want to see it, you know, (laughs) but it is just the best when you are driving and you know, inevitably they're going to say, I have to go potty. And you're still 20 minutes from your house. You can pull into a, a parking lot, hop them out of the car seat and stick them in that little potty in the back of your car. And you are good to go. Second is the Dream On Me playpen. It is like a really, it's not just a regular like pack and play. This is a big playpen that if you have a very active, busy 10 month old or one year old or one and a half year old or even two year old, you can throw a ton of toys in this thing. They are safe. They cannot get out. And it's such peace of mind if you're trying to clean up dishes or trying to throw in laundry or something where you know your kid can play in here. They can play safely. And then they're learning a great skill on playing independently. When they sit in this little playpen with their toys for a few minutes while you get stuff done, you don't have to worry about them going and finding the plugs or the wine bottles or anything else they're not supposed to get into. <laughs> and then last, my all-time favorite item in the entire world. I'm ready for it. This also goes for babies too. You can start this with babies, but I put it in here specifically, is the Hatchrest sound machine. I talk about it all the time. It is the best tool. If you have a kid that you were trying to let them learn the difference between nighttime and daytime, one, it's a sound machine. It has a bunch of sounds, but it can get really loud if you need it to. 
but it also has an okay to wake light. So you can set the programs where there's a light that comes on when it's wake up time. And that is the best tool to teach toddlers. You know, when you're, when your pink light comes on, it's time to wake up. If your pink light comes on and it's not time to wake up, you need to lay quietly in your bed and wait for your lights to come on and try to fall back asleep. Catch, if you guys are listening, you need to become a sponsor of the podcast <laughs> because we love you. Honestly, we talk about this light all the time. It is the best. It is the best. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Um, I can't wait for the next time we get to chat. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.